Good morning and welcome to the Staff Lounge. Woo, it's getting close to the end. It is. Today we're going to talk about our last educational ABC letter for the this school year, which is M. My favorite. Is it? It starts with an M. M, like uh-huh. Marcy. Right. Yeah, we'll continue with the rest of the ABCs in the fall and we'll finish off the alphabet then and maybe come back to some that we feel we that yeah. could use another look at. For real. You know? Um, but I thought I'd start with our fun things. What's your favorite meal? Um, my favorite meal. Oh, it's got to be steak. Duh. Uh, but you know what? My favorite meal is one of the steak meals like in Mexico. Of course. Which one? It doesn't matter because they're all good. <laughs> they're, they're all good. good. I don't know if they were the best I've ever had, but they're good. Uh-huh. For vacation, they were pretty darn yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite meal <clears throat> is probably like old school mac and cheese. Mm. I love macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese. Random question. What's your favorite mammal? Uh, I know. Totally, totally random. Um, You go first. I think elephants are really cool. Okay. I wish you could have a mini elephant. Like I totally <laughs> would have one as a pet. <laughs> I just love the baby elephants and their little trunks. But are I want so like out of a control. mini one, like a cat-sized yeah, elephant. You're right. Would uh, be epic. You know what? I like hippos. Oh yeah, but they're like pretty badass. Yeah, they're yeah. they'll they'll kick they your will ass. They'll totally kill you. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Like, yes, that, they uh, will. That hippo at the Cincinnati Zoo is oh. having another baby. Oh. Uh, so little Fiona. I don't it's know if you follow Fiona. She's going to be a big sister. Oh, man. I love Fiona. Um, we've talked about Michael's a lot. What's your favorite thing to go to Michael's and buy? Hmm. Craft paper. Yeah. You are a craft paper person. Yeah. It's the, uh, any kind of paper from there. Yeah. Um, as a teacher, I guess <laughs> no longer after one more week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to go there in the fall, and that's where I would get a lot of my back-to-school stuff. Sure. Last year with the pandemic, it was like they never got the back-to-school section, and it really like left me in a lurch. Yeah. Here in Alaska, we in Anchorage, we do not have a teacher store. We could drive out of town. We have, and been we known have, to. Mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> Michael's was is a local place that we can get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I do go to Michael's to get some of my sewing notions because oh. even though they don't have a lot of fabric, they have like needles and excuse me, thread <laughs> and you know all of those things like rotary cutter blades and mm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was Marcy's. What's your favorite color of M and M? Green. That's mine, too. But green's my favorite color. I know. I also <laughs> like the orange ones, my second favorite color. Really? Yeah. I like the brown ones. Really? Yeah, because nobody likes the brown ones. They all taste the same. They do. And so they always give you the brown ones. So you That's get more true. Items. So then you get more. That is a smart thing. Right. Uh, favorite Michael Jackson song? Uh, we Are the World. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like Billie Jean. Or Heal the World. I mean, there's mm, so many. I like Billie Jean. Jean. Billie and I Jean. also like, uh, man, what's the title of it? But I, you know, it's Annie, Are You Okay? What's the oh, name yeah, of that yeah. one? Annie. Annie. I like that song too. Um, You know, have you ever seen the Cirque? No, I have That's not. That's one Michael I need Jackson. to go to. It's called One, and I've seen it six times. My sister and I are going to Vegas <clears throat> in the fall, but we decided to go to O instead. Because O is my favorite. But maybe I'll go, maybe you and I will go see it next time yes. we go to Vegas. We'll have to. I, I see it. I've seen it six times. It's so that's good. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. There is a new one, though, there that's not Michael Jackson, but it's uh, Whitney Houston. 
And it's done the same way the Michael Jackson one is done. And I would love to see that too. Interesting. Yeah. So are we just going to jump right next to... Uh, the first one I think is like a swear word at times. Meetings? Ugh, meetings. <sighs> meetings. It... Let me tell you. I'm going to just put on my sped teacher hat <laughs> and it's going to glue to my head for a minute. Uh-huh. I have so many freaking meetings. Yeah. Let me tell you. Um, meetings is an F word. It is. I am sick of it. I mean, even with just 11 students, right? Yeah. Like... Four of those students were on an eval this year. So just for that, that required a pre-eval meeting. meeting. And then um, you need to have a meeting to go over the evaluation. And if you don't have enough time in the schedule, then you do the IEP. We try right. to do those together, which makes it a two-hour meeting. Yeah. But if you can't get the parent for that long, like that's a three-meeting kid. Mm. Um, so for four of my kids, I had that. And then every kid every year has an annual review, which is a meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to do an FBA this year, which meant we had to do a pre-evaluation for that. And then we had to do the FBA and then we had to revise the IEP. I have had like two IEP revisions and I have had five middle school transition IEPs. Yeah. This is all just for a class of 11. <laughs> Right? Uh -huh. Like, that is a lot of meetings. And uh -huh. then you pile in all of the other things, the professionals-only meetings, the safety plan meetings, because yeah. I have one of those coming up. Like, <clears throat> it is never-ending. Yeah. And that doesn't include... Staff meetings. Staff meetings, emergency after-school meetings. Right. Like... Meetings that a parent might call and say, hey, I need to talk to you about this. Yeah. The things that would have been a meeting, but now they're a video that you need to do on your own time. Yeah. Like Sped has started doing that. Yeah. Instead of having the meeting, they're just like, oh, here's the hour-long video you can watch on your own time. Oh, my like, God. Like, meetings is an F word. It is. Um, Get ready for it, people. On, <laughs> on the opposite <laughs> side, though, <clears throat> I've gone from public school to private, and I'm going to tell you... Um, my first semester complaint was, where are the meetings? I am a new person to this curriculum. I'm a single person to a grade level. I have a new administrator. I have all new curriculum. Where am I learning how to do all this stuff? Yeah, where are the meetings? Where, where are the meetings, right? Like, yeah. can we please meet about this? Can we? Anybody? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm having that too. I've been asking multiple times for a meeting about something and yeah. it's like nobody will respond. Yeah. Um, they either want all the meetings or none of the meetings. You can't um, find an you, you know, can't find the ones that you need. Yeah. Right? For sure. So let's go to mandatories. That's another <laughs> F word. We're, we're actually in the letter F. <laughs> yeah. So when we're talking about are these mandatory trainings that as a teacher... You have to go through every year. Yeah. And some of them are like freaking three hours long. Yeah. And they have turned into this, um, instead of face-to-face, -face, let's get through these really fast. They've turned into this, we're going to give you this day to yourself. You need to do these mandatories. But the mandatories add up to like three full days of work. Yeah. They're like, I think somebody did it. It was like... 16 or 18 hours of watching these videos, clicking through the pages, answering the questions. Yeah. It's legit. Other agencies within the school district, other unions, they will have the people like, okay, 
these mandatories are due by October 12th. Uh, this rotation of people check in and then you can go to this room and work on your mandatories. Everyone else is covering for you. Teachers don't have that. Mm -mm. No. And, and I will say that the mandatories, <clears throat> even though, I mean, they're pretty much the same every year, they aren't things that should be taken lightly. No. You know, and, but they turn it into like, shoot, I have to get through this stuff that I yeah. don't really feel. It's domestic violence. Yeah. It's sexual abuse of minors. It's, um, alcoholism. Yeah. It's also like bloodborne pathogens, things to keep ourselves <laughs> safe. But we end up just clicking. Like you're trying to just get through it. That right. I don't think the, um, the main idea of all of that is always <clears throat> getting across. It's right. just become, we're like the kids now. Is this done, you know, and we're clicking right, away. Right, Yeah. Um, let's talk about mentoring. <laughs> okay. You know what? I feel like our program really mentors some people. Possibly. Hopefully. Uh, it, it's how the feedback yeah. is coming back Good. to me. Um, that was the purpose of it, right? To educate yeah. and to share conversation honest conversation yeah. about it. I feel like it's something that's legitimately missing right now. Yeah. Um, so you can go through a quick mentor training as a teacher and you can be a mentor to someone else, but they're not always at your building. They're usually new teachers. They are totally swamped and you are supposed to somehow make up all this time like after school and on the weekends. And how can you really help them if you're not really in their classroom? while they're doing the dirty like you know right. like you're in there with them um <laughs> right. and the other thing is like i still remember my very first year i signed up for a mentor and i was like this is going to be great they gave me someone who had been retired 10 years what brought in dittos for me dittos <laughs> from a ditto machine like she, the old oh it she, smells good um hadn't even taught in anchorage she was from like california and they hired her as a mentor um, she what had no experience in a title one school. She hadn't done the grade I was teaching. I was just like, how is this like a good mentor mashup? It's not, you That's know, ridiculous. I really feel that some people should just be able to be mentors as their job so that we can legitimately help people that need help. Yeah. But they're trying to make it like a side job for an addendum and it just isn't really a helpful thing. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, I will say <clears throat> I was a mentor and I loved every bit of it. If Good. you do it right, you both are benefiting from having a professional conversation. But I really feel like there needs to be a good pairing. And that's 100%. the thing. And yeah. I think that's part of the problem, too, in special education is like my friend had a mentor. She was a preschool teacher and her mentor had never done below third grade and didn't do SPED. So it's like, how is a sped preschool teacher supposed to get benefit yeah. from someone who was a fourth grade reg ed teacher? They aren't. You know, I mean, I feel that's that... That's ridiculous. Um, and that's offensive. Pairing up a mentor needs to be an actual pairing. Like 100%. looking at, you know, a good relationship. Yeah. Let's talk about a managed learning environment. <sighs> Girl. I've never heard area... of an MLE, okay. but I'm sure it's... so. What it is, it's a way of talking about classroom management. It's a way of looking at why is your room set up this way? You would never have a computer lab of kids sitting in a circle where from a vantage point, from your teaching space, you can't see everybody's screens. Oh, I think a circle would be great if you were in the <clears throat> middle and all of their screens were facing in. Yeah, if their Ooh. backs are to you. Yeah. 
I mean, yes, but that's not what it was. It okay. Was, you know, I'm like, oh, that'd kids, be great. Kids sitting at a, round, a bunch of round tables. Unless you're walking yeah. circles around everything, they're clicking between screens and you can't even see it. Okay. Right. So it's just a different way of talking about it's not classroom management. It's a managed learning environment. It's a how do you do your transitions? How do you... It, I think it's just but, a different way of thinking. Yeah, but it's a piece of classroom management. Correct. Because if your environment isn't managed and thought mm. out, I mean... A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mastery. How important nowadays is mastery of a topic? Back in the day, we did not have Google. Right. We... If you didn't know how to, you know, do math computation, you were screwed. Yeah. Now, people have phones. They have these. You do have a calculator in your pocket. Apple watches (laughs) that are on your wrist that you can calculate. You can talk to Alexa and find out what. I mean, like, how important is mastery of something? I mean, it should be important. I feel that it isn't right now, and that is why we have, Mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of making a generation of people upon the technology. Right. And if anything happens to that technology, they are going to be a pile of mush. Yeah, well... And our curriculum doesn't even make kids learn to math. No. They have a lesson, and then they're moving on to something else. Right. We've got to keep up with what the scope and sequence yeah. is, not with really where the kids are at. Yeah. So your whole class could be bombing multiplication, but next week you have to move on to three-dimensional shapes. Or division. Yeah. And you need to know how to multiply in order to... Oh, oh come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. The new stuff doesn't go in order, multiplication, division. Oh, that's You know true. there's going to be... That's true. There's going to be something random in between them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Let's do some coordinate planes. Ugh. Um, so multiple intelligences. Yeah. So we actually, um, last week when we did our rehash of K, we mm-hmm. did not rehash something that we had um, talked about on our technology defunct defunct episode, which was, uh, you know, looking at multiple intelligences. Like if you were only teaching in a, um, you know, preaching from the pulpit kind of way, you're going to miss a bunch of your kids because not all of your kids can learn in that way. Correct. And so we were talking a lot about that kinesthetic intelligence and that you need to get kids up and moving and interacting with things and not always just sitting and listening, writing. Right. You know, and also that music is a big part. I mean, there's all of these intelligences in one classroom. You're going to have all of your kids learning in different ways. Yeah. And you need to take advantage of that. Back when we were in school... You had to write a report, and you had to share your report with mm-hmm. the class through presentation, and you sat down, and the next kid to your right stood up and did theirs. Now, kids can write their report through a song and present mm-hmm. it. Kids can make a video production and design the background. So there's lots of different ways that kids can show their knowledge of a content, but in a way that they're comfortable and is their strength. Yeah, and as the teacher, we need to make sure that we give those options, even if it's outside of our comfort zone. 100%. Because sometimes you might just want the kids to come up and do a report, but that isn't going to work for everybody. Right. Yeah. Well, and when we go back to mastery of content, like 
it's important for your kids to be able to represent what they do know. And, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Alex and I have this conversation almost weekly. Probably, I was going to say daily, but it's not daily. Weekly we have this because his kids are not motivated. Right. They're like, "Ah, I come here so I can get food. That's all I need. Right? And shelter. Because it's 100 degrees there. But legitimately, if you can hook your kids, if you know this kid loves lyrics and songs and rhythm, if you can hook him and get to know him by his strength, you can legitimately have him do the most difficult things. Right? right? Yeah. And that's that's uh, multiple intelligences. Yeah. And it's also, <clears throat> I mean, you said another M word in that, which was motivation. Yeah. I, I was just reading again on Facebook, uh, someone saying that basically right now we are asking teachers to be more motivating than anything a kid can find on a phone or an iPad. Yeah. You know, and more or engaging. Xbox. That we have yeah. to be more engaging and more motivating than that. If yeah. Kids to be learning. Right. And to, to do that, we really have to engage all of those intelligences and try to get them anyway. Because motivation is probably the biggest M that I don't even know if we had on yeah. our list after you said that. It's yeah. huge. And it's hard to motivate kids right now. 100%. Especially when, like you said, sometimes their main motivation is to get baby. Right. How can you expect other things? Yeah. You know, that's what is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, we, I don't think we have motivation on here, but we knew we were going to get to it. Yeah. But, and also what about teacher motivation? Oh, I was just going to, I just closed my phone and was going to say, and what about us being motivated? I am so, you know, uh, there are things that we do. <clears throat> There are things that we do that we do because we're passionate about it. There are things that we do because pff, we have to. Right. You know, your administrator's going to walk in and say, I need to see where blah, blah, blah is. And it's like, it's right here. But you may not have been excited about doing it. I had the fifth grade teacher come to me and she was like, these farewell speeches, did you do these with sixth grade? And I was like, yeah, every year. Like, it was what we did at the mm-hmm. end of the year because... They left. They were leaving our school building. Now, I had my fourth graders do it. Obviously, it was similar, but it wasn't like peace out school. And I'm going to tell you, when you can reach a kid from their subconscious or their mental state of like, I'm worried about this. I hope this. I'm you know, feeling positive about this. When you look at that and you can motivate them to write their feelings. I had kids sharing this week who like had to stop and like (coughs) catch their breath because they literally were reading and sharing from their heart. And it's like, hmm, you know, my motivation, I want my kids to be able to stop and think about like, We may never have, you're never going to have fourth grade again. Right. Right. We need to reflect on where, what am I taking from this year to next year? Because really they're taking a crap load. We can't list out all the skills that they've learned, no matter what class you're in. But having the ability to stop and think and reflect and like, what's going to motivate them to put their knuckles to the grindstone next year and really work hard like they did this year. Dude, I'm going to tell you, I am going to have a motivational conversation with my sixth grade, with the sixth grade kids. I'm just going to do it. I'm not in sixth grade anymore, but 
our sixth graders, I'm going to take a little tangent here. Our sixth graders legitimately did the least amount of fundraising for our jogathon. Really? And we're sitting in the jogathon assembly yesterday, and these little kindergarten preschool kids who raised all this money were going up and getting a little, little, you know, award thing. And they announced how much money was fundraised. Two sixth graders clapped. The rest of them just sat there. And as a sixth grade person, like I know I'm fourth grade, but 25 years of sixth grade, I'm when, whenever we're in an all school thing, I'm looking at my fourth graders, but my eyes and my spirit always goes to the back, yeah. right? Like it's just where I've always been. And for them to not have the motivation to leave their legacy is like, it's really sad. You have been here, some of them, for seven years because well, they have pre-K and kindergarten Well, and also, here. like, most, I mean, <clears throat> most of them have gone there their whole school career, right? And yeah. And they, like, you would think there would be that ownership there. That There's they, none. And that they would be so sad about leaving and that there would just be that, I don't know, they would have that connection with There's wanting no to leave reflection. it. There's no reflection. That's so sad. And for me, as a sixth grade person, like, I've, I lost sleep over it last night because I'm going to go to them this week and I'm just going to say, you know, for 25 years, I preached to my students, these people are looking up to you. And I never recognized it from a fourth grade position because I was always sixth grade teaching the five, six or just six or whatever. But my fourth graders recognize that why are the sixth graders not caring about our school? Yeah, that's huge. It, it and that's motivation. Yeah. And and I'm going to I've challenged my fourth graders when you guys are sixth grade, I want you to think back to my heart as a sixth grade teacher. You guys should be the shining stars. These kids are look you're looking up to them. But I mean, let's also be honest, that could be that lack of motivation on the part of whoever is le- Right. And know. that's where I have to be strong in like Yeah. I I don't want to step on his toes, but I'm going to tell you, I, for those sixth graders, I'm sad that that hasn't been conveyed to them. Like you're yeah. leaving because we had Wednesday or one of the days, I think it was Monday. We had all the alumni who are graduating from Lumen Christie come to our school who were sixth graders, went to school in our school. They came back and they walked the halls and everybody clapped. That's going to be those kids one year. And what are they doing right now to be like, I love and support the learning that I got from here? Zero. So it was kind of a tangent. But motivation, like as leaders, we can change how people think about things. And it's important for us to recognize how much we can motivate. and, And also how much our lack of motivation can affect yeah yeah i mean because i know i've been struggling and i try to be cognizant of that you know but it's hard totally i I totally get it yeah so um m may the end is near we have one week left girl (laughs) one week we're gonna be in tears next next week because legitimately you'll be officially done i know i was trying to explain to my mom about um how much stress I'm feeling and, and how overwhelmed I am. And she knows I'm always, I get stressed out. Like that's just, you know, how I am. And she's like, JC, it's just like every other year. I'm like, it's not like it is in some ways, you know, like I still have all 
I mean, the whole list of everything we have to do at the end yeah. of every year. But then it's also like, but I'm packing up like never to come back 20 years of stuff uh-huh. and I'm not going to be returning. Yeah. Like this is the final pack up and I've packed everything up before and I've yeah. moved schools, right? but it's different. Yeah. And also like, it's been a rough year, which also adds to the, you know, having to get stuff done. I still have meetings to happen. I still yeah. have a lot of drama that I'm not going to go into here, but there's, yeah. there's, there's kid drama and yeah. adult drama and, um, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get an update next week. Yeah, next week we will do kind of our end of the year wrap up and maybe talk about, um, I'm hoping to do a little retirement get together, maybe just talk about some retirement stuff. Absolutely. And the trips that you have planned. Yeah. Girl, you are a traveler. Yeah, it turned into I'm doing hopefully (laughs) one thing in September to now I have three things planned. Uh Uh-huh. We're not going to go into that. Okay. We want the deets. Okay. Okay, thanks everybody for listening and joining us here in the Staff Lounge. Yep, see you next week. Bye-bye.